What's up, listeners? On this week's pod, Coin and I recap our weekend and give our thoughts on the upcoming Bengals versus Rams Super Bowl, including a shameful admission of my preseason Bengals takes. This pod is being released on Groundhog's Day, but we came up with some upgraded animal-related holidays to pitch to you. We'll do a quick Jersey tea bet around a stump town, then we out. Let's do it. Oh, it's all over my screen. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. <clears throat> that, my friends, is the sound of a couple of delicious brews being cracked. Maybe not so delicious. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> and this is the sound of your favorite pod, The Rookie Show. Welcome back, everybody, to The Rookie Show. I am one of your loving hosts, Travis Knoll. Joining me, as per usual, yeah. Mr. 503 himself, a.k.a. L.V. Burr. Mm, nice. nice. A what up coin. Fresh off planning a trip to Jordan just to take a picture in the water and say, we discovered the Dead Sea Knolls. A what up? No. <laughs> I don't I don't get that one. Dead Sea what? It's the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's oh, like uh, okay. ancient okay. Jewish and Hebrew, you know, religious manuscript kind of thing. Got it. I'm not very cultured, so. I t- it's, <laughs> okay, it's okay. Man. The creativity is outstanding still. Thank you. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Coin, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I got a bit I am uh, nursing a bit of a hangover still from the weekend, so, but, you know, to be expected. First hangover in January, you know. Yeah. yeah. First hangover. First hangover in four weeks, so I can't complain. All right. Well, on that note, then what are you drinking this evening, Coin? Ah, I'm glad you asked. I have you know the Velocihopter. Mm. Yes. It is from Ninkasi Brewing out here in Oregon. I think it's from Ben somewhere somewhere in Oregon. I can't remember. But it's another big boy. Um the one point, the one pint plus three point two fluid ounces, so that does in fact make it a trans can. The nineteen point two ounce beer. Jeez, they love those in Portland, um, huh? I know. Well, I, I mean, I've been trying to. I usually we just go buy a six pack, you know, but our fridge is just full of beer right now. From yeah. we, we kind of had there was a box of beer I left at my place, and it was like leftover pod beers that I hadn't been drinking all of because I've been buying four to six packs and only yeah. having one. Yep. And then brought that back, and then Joe also brought a box of beer that we had left over from New Year's that we all split up, and he's like, oh, let's just get these drinking, so there's just like a shit ton of beer in my fridge, and I didn't want to cart it up anymore, and uh, the trans can seemed to be what Portland keeps in stock. Okay, I see. I, I guess I knew it in the back of my mind that you were buying those as one-off beers, but that mm-hmm. that makes more sense that they're being sold singularly. I. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I ever see those here. Maybe I'll have to keep my eye. Really? Out yeah. Okay. Yeah, you might have to might have to keep your peepers open for this one. Anyway, there is an option at my uh, my my grocery store to do like the mix and match six packs. Mm-hmm. I might have to probably next time I'll do one of those. Maybe. See, I did, have done those a couple times, but I've realized that a lot of those beers are like on the verge of being a little old. Like, that's why they put them out yeah. there, for one thing. Yeah, I could see that. And the other thing is they're always out. They're never in the cooler. And a lot of times I'll go buy these beers, like, the day of the pod, and there's, like, not enough uh, time for them to become cold. 
So I kind of these ones are in the cooler, so at least they're gonna be cold for us. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, Velocihopter. Velocihopter. Anyway, so it's got this purple Velociraptor on the can. I see that. The lighting's not great in here. Yeah. It's but, ferocious. And it's got like the teal turquoise can with like a jungly background and the Velociraptor kind of looking pretty ferocious right there. It is ferocious. Yes, that's the way I describe yeah. it as well. And I really like I like the um the font on the Velociraptor. Font too. is good. I like it as well. Looks yeah, like the title of not like a, a can. Like a vampire movie or something. Like mm-hmm. yeah, Van definitely. Helsing comes across. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but not a, not an awesome beer though. I I saw your face. Yeah, you know, actually, each sip is getting a little better. But that okay. initial one was not the best first sip I've ever had of a beer. I got to be honest with you. I think that's an interesting thing when we start three pint buzz brewing. Um, see, now it's good. Yeah. See, now I, it is good. I think you have to go for certain beers that are great on that first sip, but mm-hmm. you don't have. To, it, it's not a necessity. I think. People aren't right. going to give up after the first sip. As long as you acclimate by the third sip, you're good. Fairly quickly. Yeah, I think part of it was, too, I'm sure you've noticed this before, I was drinking uh, one of the other pod beers. I had this, if you, the Magnetic Fields one. I was yes. drinking that while doing pod research. Yes. And they're definitely two very different flavors. And when you switch IPA to IPA or just kind of like strong flavored beers in general between each other, sometimes that, uh, that mouth mix, not great. Yeah, it can be a shock to the system. So yeah, 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 yeah understandable. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Coin yeah, I have what are you for drinking, you. Noel? I am drinking an Around the Bend Beer Co. Villainous oh, IPA. Uh, another kind of menacing can. I've got a oh. skull with a mustache. Uh, like he that. looks. He looks quite villainous. He looks like uh, who's the old guy with the big must big white mustache that's like been old for a long time the actor. yeah um sam yep um um the dude from big lebowski yeah I'm sure sam he's too. you should probably look it starts up. with a c is that what it is sam i was gonna say sam Howell, but i'm pretty sure that's the unc quarterback uh sam it's gonna bug me you better find it yep. sam elliott elliott that's it sam elliott yep, anyway sam elliott this really doesn't look like him at all, but that's what I was describing no, my no, can. No, no, it's no, got no, a yeah. purple label. It is, unfortunately, the label. Um, but other than that, the design's okay. It's uh, Yeah, I it's like a, the designs. I like, hard, I like the, um, wild the cloudy ones. mix of purple yes. in the background. I think yeah, it's nice sure. set against the skull, I would say. Um, and it's a good beer. I like it. It's a nice, nice little six percenter, and uh, yeah. Does the top come pre-dented, or did you do that? This is not pre-dented. I don't know if I did it or somebody else did, but there is a nice okay. little dent right there. Okay. Okay. And actually, in the is bottom, it right on the really is it right on the drinking spot? Or is no, it it's slightly oil? off. It's slightly off. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I did notice the label. They like cut the label out in the shape of the logo. You see that? Yeah, I did. I do see that. That seems, seems like, like counterintuitive. It feels yeah. like the whole point of the label is to avoid. A lot of the issues, just you know, speed and ease. Yeah, and that would take much longer. Yeah, but, for sure. You know, and I don't know that it does much for the aesthetic, where it's it's worth whatever no. it takes to do that. So. Like if they had just extended the purple up another couple centimeters, it would have just been fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, send in a, a suggestion. I guess. I guess we do have to give them points for doing something slightly different. I don't know. Yeah. 
How do you I feel? I award them point oh three points extra on top. Okay, okay, I'll agree with that. Do you uh, ever see where the beers tell you what it pairs well with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This apparently pairs well with spicy curries, mild blue cheese, and caramel apple tart because those things are all the same. Those are very three very (laughs) different things. You boy, well known. You boy fucks with blue cheese. Definitely my uh, sauce of choice when when going out. Sauce, topping, dressing, dressing. See, I'm not a big blue cheese dressing guy, but give me the crumbled blue cheese all day long, for sure. Mm, crumbled blue cheese. I'll take the time. crumbled blue cheese on a salad and also put ranch on it. That's kind of <laughs> the way to go, I think. feels like it's just blue cheese at that point. <laughs> blue cheese dressing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, uh, any, any beer? So you did have beers this weekend. I did, yeah. So we broke dry January. This is always the plan was to end it this weekend. It is. It was Graham's birthday, but Friday night... Uh, Nikki and I decided it was time to finally went across the street to the bar right here called Reel em In. It's got famous fried chicken in the city, and uh, we went and had it. It was delicious and moist and cooked extremely well. Really fucking hot when they give it to you. Really hot. Temperature, not like, spicy, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Temperature. Um, it was delicious. It was. They give you portion sizes absolutely incredible for the price. Like, mm-hmm. um, I got like a three piece meal, and it was, and it comes with. Essentially, a whole potato of JoJo's, so like four just massive cut JoJo's. Yeah. Um, and it was like $12, and it was too much food for me to finish, honestly. But it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. No, um, but I started off to break my dry January. I went straight to a PBR. I decided, you know, sometimes you just crave a light beer. That's all I really wanted was just a light beer to sip on. Yeah. And it was the right choice. I think I made the right call. Good. And then followed that up with um, the next night. Was like I said, Graham's birthday. Everybody came over. We pre-gamed a little bit. Um, I had on Saturday night. I had seltzers, beers, whiskey, red wine, and rum and cokes at the bar. So, uh, as you can imagine, I'm still a little bit hungover today from the mixing of alcohol, which gross. I am a notoriously awful mixer of alcohol. Did you didn't have all of those at the bar? You said rum and cokes at the bar. Rum and Cokes at the bar. Okay. Probably some beers too. Seltzers okay. and beers to start with some whiskey. Yeah. Got it. Red wine at dinner. Came back, had some beers, went out, got rum and Cokes. Got it. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah but uh, fun thing about it was so Graham has been proposing this for years. He wants to do, uh, we, we all draw hats and then we go to a Goodwill or draw names out of a hat, excuse me. And so you have like somebody else in your group and then you get 20, 30 bucks, whatever to pick out their outfit for tonight. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And then, so we did that. It was actually pretty fun. I really enjoyed it. It was more fun, honestly, shutting him down for the better part of seven years every time he brought it up, which was like 10 times, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Uh, but it, it turned out really well. Graham, I'm sure you saw my Instagram post. Graham was dressed in some very tight, ripped up skinny jeans and then had a vest outside of a douchey looking business shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a, like a, a tweed suit jacket over the top of a flannel and some giant ass plaid pants. I did like your pants. And then, <laughs> huh? I did like your pants. My pants were kind of fire. Honestly, if they, they fit well, I would like them a lot. I would I, I would I might go get them tailored. I just liked them because they didn't fit well. That's the only thing I liked about them. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. And then we went out to we actually 
went to this French restaurant for dinner which, that Graham really likes, and I had uh, escargot for the first time. It was huh. fine. Huh. Was it yeah. expensive? It's uh, it kind of. Yeah, the whole meal in total was expensive. We had four bottles of wine for the table, so yeah, that, that adds bad. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, between like seven, six of us, I guess. Um, and then it's escargot just kind of tastes like. It's just essentially a vehicle for butter and garlic. It's yeah, like it's the texture, right? Yeah, it's just the texture. It's just kind of like a slimy, chewy thing. It's fine. Yeah. Wouldn't okay. really say I was like, oh god, I'm eating snail. It was, you know. I'm not sure if I'll try it, and uh, I won't go out of my way to try it. That's fair. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. But all in all, enjoyable weekend, and uh, happy to return to drinking and bring back more drinking stories to the pod. Good. I like gr- drinking stories as well. I wish, like, Graham had fallen on his face or something. That would have made Oh, that better. would have been the yeah. best. Yeah. Um, I had a good weekend on Friday. Had a little date night and uh, went to a few different spots. The first place we went to, I, I sent you a picture from this place. It's called Pilot Project Brewing, and I'll read you the description of what this place is. Kind of interesting. Yep. Pilot Project Brewing is a brewery incubator, tasting room, and cafe... Um, it was launched as a collaborative and artistically curious space to help support talented brewers in an industry with exceptionally high barriers. Uh, modeled after the music in- industry, it serves as a launch pad for startup breweries, blah, blah, blah. So I thought it was kind of a cool idea. I don't know that I've seen those. I bet you there's cool 100 idea. of them in I will uh, say Portland. Brewery incubator as a statement is like just extremely douchey. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I was reading that, I felt pretty douchey. Um, <laughs> just with the, the words that they use. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it's basically, it's, it seems cool because also as a customer, because you could just go and it'll be different rotating um, breweries that they're highlighting and stuff so and all the mm-hmm. beers we had there we both had flights there and they were uh, all good all, all four of the beers and they were large flight glasses as you pointed out i don't yeah. know if they were like I six the size ounce or something i don't know five ounce would you would you consider yourself kind of a flight guy at breweries i, I wouldn't say i ever really partake in them i definitely am for sure 100 percent. basically I, i'll get a flight and then i'll get a pint or two of whatever one I like the most, or if none of the four bl- or six or whatever it is blow me away, I'll get a pint of something else. Cause then I get to mm. try something else. Um, yeah, I'm a flight guy. Why are you not? I guess just because I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know either. I, it's more, it's more so that I feel like my habit is to, if I'm going, you know, brewery day or whatever it is that night, it's, we're trying to hit two or three, and so I'm like, I don't really have time for a flight at each one, so maybe I'll just get a beer or two, and then we move on. But yeah. I, I don't I don't dislike the idea of flights at all. I like them. I think it's cool. I just don't think I ever go for it. I think the experience of drinking a flight is not as um, satisfactory as drinking a pint of beer, mm-hmm. but I just like the idea, especially if... It's not a place you're going to go very often of getting to try different beers. And then I'll get like, then I'll always get like a weird ass one. Like this past place, I got this like blueberry crunch, which was like literally they dropped blueberries in it and it tasted pretty bad, but I'm glad I tried it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It was bad, (laughs) but I didn't buy a pint of it and I got to try it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. It's it's, it's a way to give uh, the beers a shot you normally would, which I... Definitely think both of us probably fall prey to a bit is I, I mean, you obviously you less because you get your, your flights and whatnot, but yeah, I definitely am always like, well, what's your famous IPA? Let's let me mm. have that. 
Like I need to try more. Yeah. I think that if I branched out into trying more stouts and other things, I could maybe come around on being into stouts. See, and I will say that I almost never get stouts or dark beers in my flights, but once in a while I do. Every single time I go, there's a reason I don't drink this shit. It's gross. <laughs> so I, I'll keep trying it once in a while, but it's just, I can't do it. I don't like it. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Maybe, Maybe I won't. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe I just won't change anything about my life. <laughs> just keep on living your life. Um, last thing about the pilot project is uh, Katie bought us this like booklet that's basically this two-for-one special deal at all these restaurants in Chicago. So this place, if you go to it, you if you buy a flight, you get a free pretzel. And so oh. it was a very good pretzel. You, you saw I the saw the picture of the pretzel. I was like, looks that fantastic. pretzel looks fucking awesome. Was it that was it was good? It was awesome. And actually the cheese, it was like the beer cheese they serve with it was really good too. Beer cheese. Um anyway, then we went and had pizza at another place, which was really good. And then we went to this like fancy cocktail bar. And you always talk about you're drinking old fashions and Manhattans and things, and I never get that shit. So this past weekend, I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll give it a shot." Because I don't, e- I mean, now I know because I just had them, but I couldn't have told you what was in an old fashioned before this weekend. Mm-hmm. But now I know because I had two old fashions. They're pretty good. I could see myself drinking them. They're pretty damn good, right? I'm just definitely like a whiskey and a bourbon guy. Like, yeah, that's definitely my my liquor of choice. So, did you just stick to stick to old fashioned, or you go Manhattan too? I had uh, two old fashions, one at uh, two different restaurants. So nice. because I wanted to compare nice. to see if there were any different. But. It's nice. The it's you you think. I feel like I think that the orange is going to show up more than the drink, but it's not. It's more the smell before you drink it, and mm. it's a nice like break before the whiskey. Not yeah. to get too snobby on anybody, but right. No, but, I I know? totally understand that. I'm a big old fashioned guy now. So yeah, exactly. I can relate. Yeah. So that was it, and then I didn't have any alcohol at all on Saturday night. It felt fantastic. Oh, that on, sounds lovely. Sunday, Mr. Yeah, Book up feeling great on Sunday. I did. I did have a few beers yeah. watching football on Sunday. Hell yeah. Uh, last last notes before we get yes. off the beers. I yes. did want to sh- point out that people, namely one person, is basically all I got responses from. Very, very pleased with uh, Beeritated and oh. Ski BRs. So oh. shouts Pip. Shouts Pip. All right. Very uh, yeah. important listener for us, mm-hmm. Colton. Coltan. Um, we'll try to work those phrases in. I was thinking ski BR when you mentioned PBR earlier. So, mm-hmm. Beardable's on another level, but PBR is good. Ski BR is good too. Okay, uh, that is that'll do it for our beers for the week. Um, before we get into our main topic, uh, mm-hmm. wanted to go through some th- some thoughts on the NFL because we have our Super Bowl matchup. Yep, as everyone just like everybody saw coming. Yep, Cincinnati Bengals, Los Angeles Rams, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, on a a scale of one to uh, Pepper McKnight. Is that his name in in dodgeball? How shocked Mm -hmm. are you, Cotton? I feel shocked. Mm. I gotta say, thank you. That was the response Uh, I I was looking for. Okay, good. I had to really think about it for a second. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I mean, like we told everybody, we bet a hundred bucks a piece on the Chiefs win the Super Bowl last week. So, so I'm sure you'll get into later about yeah, how you did more. But I, I won't. I can I can get into that now. Well, first let me say, um, we're gonna play a clip right now of our over under pod from the beginning of the season. 
Um, and the very first team that was brought up on that on that pod was the Cincinnati Bengals. So how about real quick take a listen to our thoughts on the Bengals going into the season? <laughs> AFC North. Um, I was tempted to just roll with the Ravens. Okay, so everyone has to realize, right, that the mental part of these lines is different because there's an extra game. So you, it's hard to think of it, like right. So Ravens were at 10, 10 and a half wins. But that's out of 17 games, so yep. not 11 and 5. They could be 11 and 6 and still hit it. I thought that was pretty decent, but that was like minus 180 for the over, according to Oh, Bovada. I didn't look at the odds. I should have done that. My bad. That's right. This is a pick I don't think you're going to like, and I don't like it either. But I'm going to go with the Bengals under 6.5 wins, which was even odds on Bovada. Um, here's the deal. Burrow coming off the ACL. They still can't block anybody. So the whole offensive line problems I had last year, they're still going to be there. They have to play, just like you said with the Lions, an absolutely brutal schedule. they got six games against Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. Their division is so tough. They lost probably their best defensive player, William Jackson, to the Washington mm-hmm. football team. Very good cornerback. Um, and every, if it was in a vacuum, just with like how Burrow's great and like cause some of the pieces they have... I would I would say that this team is primed to be that team that actually makes the leap to like a seven or eight win team, but just like there's so many things stacked against them just being in this division, and I know ACL injuries are now kind of not as bad as they've been in the past, but it just it, it seems like good value to get under seven wins for these guys um, with with the situation there. So I'm taking under. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I don't say I love the pick just because I I do like Burrow a lot, mm-hmm. but it's tough to bet on a team I do think is going to finish last in their division to have seven or more wins. And that's right, kind of the biggest exactly. thing to me, I think. It's pretty rare that the fourth place team's getting seven wins. Right, right. 500, I doubt it. So, yeah. Although yeah. they could be seven and ten now, which is yeah, weird. That's, that's super weird. Okay, let's All give right. your first I like it. I like non- the pick, Noel. <laughs> Strong thoughts, Noel. Those hold up. Oh, yeah. Um... I do have some thoughts on that. So, obviously, picking the Bengals under six and a half wins and then they go to the Super Bowl, not good. But mm-hmm. in my defense, let me just say in my defense a few notes here. So, the things, I think the things that we mentioned, like their weaknesses and things, they, they were all true. Doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that they, they just didn't get exaggerated as much as I thought. So, here's the things that changed Be, uh, Browns, Steelers, and Ravens just weren't that good. No. I mean, that was a big no, part of this, good. right? If they were better, Bengals probably don't win 11 games. Um, they had, like, free agents that balled out, like Trey Hendrickson, and they got a bunch of DBs to replace William Jackson. So they replaced that um, production, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you got Jamar Chase, who is going to be one of the best receivers in the league already. And now they probably mm-hmm. have the best trio of receivers in the league. Is there a better yep. third wideout than Tyler Boyd in the league? Probably, probably not. not. Probably not. And then Joey B. I guess if you, unless if you're gonna go Rams with a healthy Robert Woods, but true or true. Odell, whoever it is. But I mean, he's not. So that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but mainly, just Joey B. is that guy, and his Achilles or his ACL just didn't slow him down. So I did lose money on that, and uh, so I will say now, this was my worst weekend of gambling of my lifetime. It happens to the best of us, Noel. Do you know how I've many... had a few more bad weekends than you have, but this was a, this was a tough one for you. Do you know how many bets I won this weekend? 
Does it rhyme with Shmiro? It does rhyme with Shmiro. I did not win a single bet. And just so the listeners know, it was set. I won't give you the number. It was several hundred dollars, let's just say, <laughs> which is a lot for me. And uh, it was pretty much all live betting the Chiefs. And the more I think about it in the moment, I, I don't regret it. Honestly, I don't regret it because I think nine times out of ten, the Chiefs win that game. I really yeah. do. They were just better. And I mean, what are you what are you gonna live bet the Bengals when they're down twenty one three to the Chiefs? No. No. I mean, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna bounce back in the Super Bowl. We're gonna take a week off of gambling and we'll we'll bounce yeah. back. Um do you have thoughts on this Bengals team or any comparisons you'd like to make? Did you look into that at all? I did look into okay. that. Um I thoughts on the Bengals team first. Yeah. Um yeah, like you said, man, just Joe Burrow's that guy. I mean, week in, week out. I, it's hard in the NFL where you're like, what's what's the Mendoza line or where does it break between picking the hot team at the end of the year versus the good teams? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Bengals just got insanely hot the last four weeks of the year, but five weeks before that, they looked like trash. Didn't they lose by like 40 points? I think so. To yeah. the Chargers? Must have been something like that. It was like forty-three to ten or something like that. It was crazy. They, they got yeah, blown they out. They were a roller coaster all year, and they lost to the Jets. And it was, it was not pretty until the last yeah, like you said, month of the year. But uh, it, one of the things I mean, it must. It's hard to overstate the confidence that Joe Burrow has. That you just you just don't see like Kirk. Cousins has never once in his life been as confident at anything as Joe Burrow is in this moment. And you can see it in his face. Matt Ryan doesn't have it either. And a lot of these guys just, they don't have, like, he's just not scared of anything. It's crazy. And there's not much and, that's more contagious than that, like, on a team. Like, when your right. leader is like that, you, you never think you're out of it. His dudes are all behind him. They're like, yeah, let's go. We've got Joe. Yeah. Um. It's it's hard to it's hard to just overstate. Like, I mean, even Matt Stafford. Like, I I don't see that confidence oozing out of Matt Stafford. Maybe he has it. Maybe just Joe Burrow's more ready for the camera, or whatever it is. But the that was insane, and you could even see it did feel like there was moments in the second half that you saw that confidence and swagger that Mahomes has always had. He didn't have anymore on a few of those drives. I thought Mahomes looked. As bad as we've ever seen him, I, and there was like almost something wrong with him, like the sacks he took in the red zone, and the one where he Those fumbled. Those home sacks, yeah. The one where he fumbled, there was dudes open in the end zone. Kelsey, you yep. could have had Kelsey, you could have had. I think Pringle was open. Uh, very uncharacteristic. I I don't know where that came from, especially in a game like you just had the game of the year last week, where you were all but eliminated. And you had, you know, balls of steel in that game. I don't know what happened. It, it was very strange. Maybe Burrow sucked the confidence out of him. Maybe. Maybe there is something to, you know, um, you, you've heard of the term, like, blowing your wad too early. You know, like, maybe they did just, they used it all last week. They gave everything they had, and they just, like, was nothing left in the tank to go for the AFC title game. I but then guess. it didn't seem like it in the first half. Yeah, that's that's the hard, that's the part that makes it hardest to go with that theory is that they were just as dominant as ever in the first half and it's like they fail to they fail to score at the end of the half and it just like flipped a switch they were a different team Mm -hmm. very strange Mm -hmm. uh very very odd but 
so I do have a list here of some uh, other, the un- unlikely contenders that made it. Is this what you're looking for right here? Yes, yes. Okay, perfect. So I've got four teams. Okay. One that I, it compares, but it's not the same. So uh, this tw- the 2017 Eagles team that went all the way to the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback and no notable stars, I would say. Their leading receiver was Alshon Jeffrey. They didn't really have any, like, I mean, they had, like, Brandon Graham and some other dudes on defense, but it's not really, like, star-studded per se. But they no. were the number one seed, so it's not really the same thing. Right. Um, what I really like is the 2005 Steelers, actually. I think this was also Big Ben's second year second or third year in the league or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they won their last five regular season games, snuck in as the sixth seed in the playoffs, upset Peyton Manning and the Colts in the AFC title game, and then beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. So that one seems to draw some comparisons. He had, huh, that was Heinz Ward and... Um, Antoine Randall-L? Antoine, yep. Ex-skin. He, well, yeah, he became a skin after that, but yes, he he's currently after. an ex-skin. Pre-skin. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-skin days. We could call him a before skin. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh. Um, the 2010 Packers also come to mind. This is Rogers' third year as a starter, so that's kind of the comp I'm going for is like, you know, just this young quarterback with a lot of hype around him. But he was also in the league for a few years, so it doesn't seem to have that same feel. And then they also snuck in as the sixth seed and uh, had to win to get into the playoffs in the final week. Um, but I like this one the best, I think, is the 2008 Cardinals team. This is with an older Kurt Warner, uh, Larry Fitz, and Anquan Bolden as the receivers. So, you know, this is a star-studded um, Bengals receiving core. They were the fourth seed that won a bad division that year. And they went on to play a juggernaut Steelers team in the playoffs and, uh, or in the Super Bowl. And that's kind of seems like that's what they're going up against here with the Rams with like just you know Ramsey Cooper Cub OBJ Matt Stafford just Von Miller Aaron Donald guys everywhere yeah yeah I think um it's interesting I I was going back through these teams and I I came up with two and neither of which were any of the four that you came up with but really I like well I went back a little farther so maybe if you were cut off at 20 years I'm like 25 years maybe that was okay but I like so in terms of the ones you pointed out I didn't even think about Aaron Rodgers, and I didn't realize that he was that... Well, was that his third year starting? Third year okay. starting. So that's probably why it, it didn't register for me. But I actually really yeah. liked that one again, because they had Greg Jennings. They had, I think, a late Donald Driver. Donald Driver. Was it? Yeah. 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 So they had weapons, a decent defense, but was, Rodgers... And was, I assume Jordy was there then, too, right? I don't think Jordy was there. I thought he was. he came after, but you could look it up. Um, okay. I do like that one. I'll give you mine. So the first one that came to mind was actually Tom Brady's 2001 Patriots. Mm, So this was the first year. So I actually went by, I was looking at the preseason odds of Super Bowl. Did you see this with the Bengals? Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, they're plus 10,000, right? 100 to 1, essentially. Oh, I saw 150 to 1, essentially, before the season. Same as the Yags. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like only, I think the Texans were the only team with worse odds than the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tom Brady, in 2001, the Patriots were 60 to 1, so not quite as much. Um, but the same thing, like they're led by a quarterback that nobody, definitely nobody thought was like ready to take somebody to the Super Bowl. Like maybe people thought Tom Brady could be a franchise guy, but not in his first year starting. Um, so the difference, I think, with this team, and then also you mentioned like Big, 
Big Ben's first Super Bowl and stuff. I think those teams were like wildly um, disproportionately um, propelled by their defense, which I don't think this Bengals, like I actually think if you had to choose which offense or defense is is the reason for this Bengals team's success, I think it's more offense. Now, granted, their defense has been good. And against the Chiefs in the second half, their defense was unstoppable. So I settled on... 1999, Kurt Warner's Rams. Ah, oh, so okay, perfect. We both went Kurt Warner. Before the season, they were also 150-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner was like the oh, third string. Cool. This was like his first year starting in the NFL, basically. But same thing. They had great weapons. They had like Isaac Bruce. They had they traded for Marshall Falk, so a similar style to Joe, uh, Joe Mixon, I would say. And then another parallel in 1999... With the sixth overall pick, they took a receiver, Torrey Holt, who was a rookie that year. Same thing with Jamar Chase. Was he fifth overall, Jamar, or fourth? Yep, fifth. Fifth. Um, and right away, he was a star, and they went all the way and won the Super Bowl. So um, Warner, again, kind of like, granted, Joe Burrow was the farthest thing from like a nobody or like out of the blue quarterback. Just nobody mm-hmm. would expect him to be ready that fast. So that was my comparison. That's a, yeah, that's really good. I, probably the best one here kind of hard to argue especially with the the preseason odds being like what they were right you know teams they were basically afterthoughts shocker and just powered by just insanely explosive offenses yeah exactly Um, i i am a little uh i don't know if even vindicated is right word it's not like i'm full-on joe mixon hive i've always really liked joe mixon i've wanted him to do good and i think uh in our if you remember in our college league fantasy or fantasy football league, the one that you won against me. That was when uh, we were drafting and Mixon just kept falling and falling. And I was like, I said, fuck it. Fine. I'll take Joe Mixon. (laughs) I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, Mixon is like a couple steps down for me of the Mark Ingram train where like, he's definitely Mm. good, but I've convinced myself he's not. So Mm. again, I'm, I'm wrong. Like, I, I don't know why. <laughs> well, the Mixon's thing is he's just never been healthy. He can't stay healthy. Right, that's true. That's true. And he yeah. had it. I think he was, what, third? It also fantasy? is. It is pretty sick that it's uh, the backfield is just Mixon and Samaj Perrine. <laughs> or P. Ryan or whatever it is. X-Skin. Another X-Skin. X-Skin, yeah. Just yeah. The, the Oklahoma backfield reunited. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, I think it's Samaj P. Ryan. P. Ryan, yeah. And then his brother, uh, which is... Michael P. Ryan. Yeah, but it's spelled L-A-M-I-C-A-L. Lamical. And I thought it was Lamical, and I pronounced it that way on the pod. Someone's like, it's Lamichael, you idiot. Uh, Okay. Uh, Any other thoughts on the Super Bowl? We'll we'll get more into the Super Bowl next week. Um, No real thoughts, just that um, I actually am happy for Matt Stafford. He deserves this. And they were my preseason pick to win, I think, right? It's interesting. You, uh, I think you had Bills over Alarm. Uh, preseason? Right? Yeah. Or did you have Alarm over Bills? I think I had Alarm over Bills. Okay, pre-season. maybe. Um, I might have to listen back. You were, I mean, I think the Bills probably beat the Bengals if they win that Chiefs game. So you were 13 seconds from having the correct preseason Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Well done. It's it's still hey, it's thanks, still a man. good accomplishment. I mean, you saw thanks. You saw something in those. How are your preseason picks, Tim? Really good, really good. <laughs> I had Who's the Chiefs your or your NFC pick. Uh, NFC Seattle was Seattle. over oh, Seattle Washington Chiefs. in the NFC Championship. 
<laughs> Two playoff teams. We love to see it. Uh, I will say, oh, by the time this pod comes out, the the Washington football team will have a new name. So that's exciting. Commanders. The Come commanders. on, Commanders. Yeah, we'll Let's talk go. about Commanders next week. There's also like lots of rumors that they're going all in after a quarterback and blah, blah, blah. And granted, they're probably going to go for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and end up with fucking Jimmy G. And mm, I'll just That's going to be good. Myself. You're going to really enjoy that. I don't know that I can talk myself into Jimmy G. I will definitely. No, he's not good. <laughs> I could talk myself into Derek Carr, Mariota. I could talk myself into a lot of guys. Mariota would be pretty sick. It would be sick. It would be sick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, no. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Next segment coin. Uh, this week, very uh, beloved holiday in American mm-hmm. traditions. That is Groundhog's Day this week. Did you? How did this come about? Did you look this up? How did Groundhog's Day come about? No, I did not. Yeah. I don't have any history on Groundhog's Day. Okay, I have no idea. Um, What's his name? It's uh, Punxsutawney Phil, right? That's right, yeah. That's the name of, is that the name of the town? Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania? I think so, yeah. It's honestly a pretty stupid tradition. It's, pre- it's really dumb, uh, actually. W- what do you mean by pretty? Like it's very, very stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's be dumb. I don't really know. It's actually kind of awesome that something that stupid has survived this long. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess credit to Bill Murray probably for uh, making it more popular than it was. Yeah, yeah. That said, coin. I think you and I could come up with some better animal-related holidays than Groundhog's Day. I think you're absolutely right, Noel. This is uh, this is what we're built for. This is we're built for this. And honestly, I'd say an hour ago, I was not feeling good about my animal holidays, but they just started clicking, and now I feel very good about them. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about yours? I feel pretty good. Okay. I got a couple I really like in here. Okay. Uh, since you have you have five, I have four, so I'll let you go first so you can you can bookend this thing. Okay. I'm gonna make July second Camel Day because hump day is taken. This is the literal middle of the year. Not huh. just the work week. July second is day one hundred and eighty three, so it's bookended by one hundred and eighty two days. You just right over the hump. That is the hump right there. Camel Day. Okay, good name. Are there any? Do we do anything on Camel Day? Is there any traditions? Oh, I wish I would have thought name? more of that stuff. Um, you pound a ton of water. That's what you do. <laughs> okay, you well, gear that's up for smart. A big second half. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Okay, Camel Day. Um, mine are all totally like based on the traditions that go along with it. So. Oh, wow. We went different directions. We did. That's okay. That's a good thing. Uh, no criteria. Uh, I'm going to go with my first one is going to be Cheetah Day or Cheetah's Day. Do we go like Groundhog's Day? Cheetah, whatever. Is it Groundhog's or is it Groundhog? I thought it was Groundhog's Day, but I guess it probably is just... I think it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. Cheetah Day. So this is going to take place near Camel Day. It's going to be the third Saturday in July. Uh, ah. the reason for that is it's the dead zone between the NBA and NFL. We need a little spice to the, to the schedule here. So here's what's going to happen. All of the top zoos around the country are going to train their respective cheetahs and then enter them into the annual cheetahs day race. Um, the location of the cheetahs day race is going to alternate every year to a different state. So over the course of 50 years, it's going to hit every single state. Basically, that state gets to pick like a scenic location that's nice to film 
that also has like a half mile straightaway that cheetahs can run on. Um, the fastest cheetah is crowned champion for their respective zoo, and then Cheetos adopts the winner as their mascot for the year. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Chester, move over. Here comes Samantha the cheetah who just won the race at 70 miles an hour. Incredible betting opportunities, obviously, I inbound mean, for Cheetah's Day. Obviously. I am, if, you're, if you think I won't be placing some money on some Cheetahs, you're out of your goddamn mind. Think about also the spectacle that that would be like if you could... Granted, I don't know what the grandstand situation is going to look like, but people would dress up like cheetahs, first of all. Everybody would be in, in <laughs> cheetah print. And you just go there and get blasted and watch these animals run like 70 miles an hour. It would take like 30 seconds, but it'd be fantastic. Yep. Great great reason to travel to every state and go to the Lots cheetah race Lots of great things take just Arkansas. 30 seconds, I've heard. I, that's, <laughs> I'd say nothing that takes longer than 30 seconds is worth, <laughs> worth doing. Um, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, there you go, Cheetah Day. All right, what do you got next? I like Cheetah Day, Noel. Thank All you. right. Uh, my next one is, on November 1st, is Red-Lipped Batfish Day. So go ahead and look up a picture of oh a red-lipped batfish. Okay, yeah, I'll have to do it right now. Red-Lipped Batfish. Okay. Batfish. Oh, yeah. Terrifying, right? It is scary, yes. I'm making November 1st Red Lip Batfish Day because this is how people look after Halloween parties all hung over and all their uh, makeup and costumes and disheveled, either doing the walk of shame or going to get a breakfast sandwich at 11.45 a.m. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. Thank I you. agree. That's like, as soon as you said it, I could recognize the walk of shame look. And like, none mm-hmm. of them look happy. Some animals No, like, very unhappy. Some kind of animals have a natural smile. These things have a natural like grimace of like shame. It kind of has got the the eyes of we've talked about him before. What's the the monster island thing where you know he's holding his eyeballs above his head? <laughs> uh, ah, real monsters. Yeah. Ah, real oh monsters. shit! I just closed out all my browsers. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know his name, but yes, holding his eyes. That's kind of what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with deer. Well, deer day, but really it's gonna be called deer pinata day. Okay. Um, so this is only takes place in Montana. It's a randomly selected day each year. It's not the same each okay. year. And it's just going to be announced on the radio at 6 a.m. that day. So no one knows it's coming. Um, Boston Dynamics is going to create a lifelike deer robot, um, but it's filled entirely with cash. And the only way to get the cash is to hit the robot deer with your truck. <laughs> But the robot deer, pinata, looks exactly like regular deer. But they release it <laughs> somewhere in Montana. So everyone, it's just a free-for-all trying to hit deer with your truck to try to get the robot deer full of cash. Is this a mechanic-sponsored holiday? What's happening right here? Yeah, I guess Jiffy Lube is like the... the the main sponsor here. Like, this is the best idea in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was really uh, an attempt to eradicate the, the vermin that is deer in Montana. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, But it would also be funny because you just have dumb rednecks with their trucks like in ditches everywhere because they were trying to hit a deer. 
This is uh, easily the best one. Okay. I don't think I'm going to be able to top this. This is incredible. <laughs> okay. Good for you, Noel. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll yeah. work on that. I'll try to... Maybe Steve Danes will, will give us a, a listen, or Gianforte, or one of those guys. Stevie D. Check it out. Stevie D. Um, all right. My next one is a national holiday in only Australia. Oh, okay. But can be celebrated in other parts of the world if you feel so inclined. That is uh, September 4th, Killer Whale Day. Killer whales get this day because they are the main predators of short-tail stingrays, and this is the face of the stingray. Uh, this is in the face of the stingray on the day that Steve Irwin died. R.I.P. in peace, Steve. And so on Killer Whale Day, Australians just basically celebrate Steve Irwin's life, and then are uh, barbecuing and finding different ways to cook stingray if they if it's edible. I don't even know if it's edible, but then celebrating um, killer whales. Oh, okay. I like it, so it's just a, a remembrance of Steve Irwin. People could like dress up like killer whales and stingrays and pretend. Yeah, it's like to a cowboys and Indians thing. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Well, that's not yeah, very it's PC. Killer whales and stingrays. Anyway. All right. Sorry. That's the new one, though. Maybe kids yeah. kids can grow up playing killer oh, whales and stingrays. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's a new PC way to do cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Oh, killer whale. That doesn't sound very PC. It's orca. It's orca. Orca. Orca in Stingray. Um, anything that honors Stevie, Stevie I is is good. Is it? It's I, not E, right? I, okay. yeah. All right. Lovely. I remember uh, one time I was walking into the... I can't remember who I was talking about it with, but we were talking about the Steve Irwin death on, uh, on our way to the training training room outside before practice you and I? one day. It might have been us. Okay. could have been somebody else, though. Yeah. But... Uh, I, we were walking in, and I was like, yeah, it was like, R.I.P. Steve Irwin, and then I just hear, hey, easy with that. <laughs> so Reese was just chilling there. He's like, still fresh. <laughs> he was just chilling. He's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I miss Reese. All right, my third one is going to be Guinea Pig Day. Ah. So roll with me. It's going to be the first Monday in November of an election year. Okay. A.K.A. the day before election day. Um, when a new president, every time a new president is elected, they are given a newborn guinea pig. Uh, this is basically like those high school classes where you're given like an egg and you have to pretend it's your baby and you have to like make sure you let it survive or whatever you're given mm -hmm. a fake baby. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a guinea pig's lifespan is four to eight years on average. Okay. So two rules. President gets their newborn guinea pig on election day. If the president can't manage to keep that guinea pig alive for four years, then he's automatically disqualified for rerunning for president. Like, you can't even keep a guinea pig alive. Like, why should we trust you with I the love country? That. Now, however, if the president can keep it alive for eight years, he can then rerun again for a third term. I love that. It's all What's just a about guinea pig's lifespan. It'd be funny if a guinea pig's lifespan was exactly seven years so that they could never do it. It's four to eight years. Oh. That's the point, okay. right? So if you can't even meet the minimum, you're out. You're pathetic. If you can beat the max, then you're in. We need you. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Plus, that's, plus that's job creation. You're, you, somebody is getting hired on his... You should make the... There should be a bylaw, though. There's... You absolutely cannot hire anybody to take care of this fucking guinea pig. Like, exactly. This is your responsibility. Like, and nobody can even touch it. It's like, you can be the only one to handle this guinea pig. You going on vacation, that fucking guinea pig's coming with you. Every you bet your ass. State of the Union, it's sitting on your shoulder. That 
<laughs> would certainly not make the United States a joke. What if we also had them, they had to name the guinea pig after the previous president. So like when they're blaming the previous president for something, people aren't sure mm-hmm. if they're talking about the guinea pig. <laughs> like fucking Obama. Like where are you talking about the guinea pig? But it's got a yeast infection. <laughs> also that. Also that. Uh, okay, that's guinea pig. That's pig's a good day. idea. I really like that. Yeah. Oh, God, you're killing it right now. You really got, did get his inspiration. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Oh, just Didn't I just send you those the other day? <laughs> the videos of the, from what? the garage. I tell you what. <laughs> hey, I'm back, Stike House. All right. Woo! All right. April 2nd, Noel. Yeah. Will now be known as Raven's Day. Okay. Raven's are one of the few animals in the animal kingdom known to hold grudges and not forgive those or forget those who have wronged them. This is the day after April Fool's in case you pull a prank on the wrong person and they feel like they need to get you back. So it's just a revenge day. So just, you know, like somebody pranks you good on April Fool's, like this is your time to fuck up their life. That's good. And like, it doesn't even have to be funny. It could just be mean. No, no. It should be mean, honestly. Really mean. Everyone's like, yeah. Like, really? All he did was pull your pants down and you killed his family. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a Scott Teneman Cartman (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) It's exactly right. (laughs) It's uh, putting your your parents in chili. That's Mm, that's what you do on a Raven's day. day. Yeah. Is that good, Scott? Mm. I love the taste of your tears, cat. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Okay, Raven's Day. Uh, my last one is going to be Penguin Day. Ah! Penguins had to make it in here somehow. This is going to actually happen on Memorial Day. It's, okay. a, it's a dual holiday now in the U.S. Memorial Day is um, the 28th. It is the May? last 29th? Monday. 29th. It's the last Monday in May. It's not. It's not. So always. both of those were right. Yeah. It could be right, or neither. Oh right. yeah, could right. be this year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. So the idea of Memorial Day kicks off this summer, right? So every year, it's going to take place in Antarctica. There's a penguin named Phil. Antarctica Phil. Okay. If the penguin sees his shadow on Penguin Day then it is acceptable to wear shirts in the pool for that summer. <laughs> Disclaimer, Antarctica does not have sunlight from May 11th through August 1st. The penguin will never see his shadow. Pool shirts are never allowed. I knew that was coming. I was really, really enjoyed it still. Well Thanks. done, Noel. Thanks. Yeah, don't wear shirts in the pool. It's fucking weird. It's rule number four and two. Yeah, it's rule number four. No shirts in the pool. That's really it. Glad you tied it back in there. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. What's number five for you? Number five for me. It's a double day, actually. Mm. Getting two. September 27th and 28th are going to be duck day. Duck days, I guess, if you want. Okay. Uh, ducks begin their migration to warmer weather sometime in August or September, but that is not the reason for these days. These days are duck days because September 29th 
is Michaelmas Day, also known as Goose Day, making the 27th through the 29th Duck Duck Goose Days. <laughs> and that will be accompanied by worldwide Duck Duck Goose competitions performed by the best athletes in the entire world. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh what did you say? What is Goose Day? I didn't. I didn't catch Michael Miss. It's Saint Michael's Day. Oh, that's just September another 29th. way of saying and then Goose it's Day. Also known as Goose Day because I think the the feast is traditionally a goose feast. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do we eat duck on Duck Day, and then yes. twice Peking, specifically Peking, Peking duck the first day, and then duck confit the second day. Oh, French duck. Uh, did you know in Minnesota they call the game Duck Duck Gray Duck? I did know that. It's weird. It's stupid. Does Does uh, your girlfriend say that? Yeah, I think she does. Oh. And she definitely calls cornhole bags. Wow. That's clearly bad. Like, at least Duck yeah. Duck Gray Duck is, like, obviously stupid, where you could, like, <laughs> say that you're doing it ironically. But bags is bad. I feel like uh, bags is one where it's almost defensible. Where you're like, yeah, I mean, we're throwing bags. Why would the fuck would we call it, corn- call it cornhole? But if you've been calling it duck, duck, gray duck your whole life, and then you hear somebody say duck, duck, goose, you're just immediately like, fuck, that is so much better than <laughs> duck, duck, gray duck. <laughs> now I get it. It was a joke. Yeah. It was a joke yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So we've got... Uh, we just need to list them real quick. We've got I've okay. got Cheetah Day, Deer Day or Deer Pinata Day, Guinea Pig Day, and Penguin Day. I've got Camel Day, Red Lip Batfish Day, mm. Orca Day slash Killer Whale Day, of course, uh, Ravens Day, and Duck Duck Day, Duck Duck, duck Days, duck, the Duck Duck, duck days. days. How's duck, that? Duck days. Yeah, that's very good. Okay. Okay. Let us know uh, which days you'd, you'd like to celebrate with us. Mm-hmm. All right, Quinn, we do not have a bookie show segment for today because we're going to no save saggy. our Super Bowl props in which I'm going to win all of my hundreds of dollars back next week. Are uh, we going to recap that, how we did? We Oh, I didn't really plug it in. I, I lost all of my bets, so I, I guess that makes me minus 100, so I'm down about 200 on the year. I'm going to have a lot of ground to make up for the Super Bowl. You said you were 3-2? and two? I was three and two, and one of my wins was uh, Rams to score first and win. That was plus one thirty-five. So I I made at least a little bit of money. Okay, let's say you made fifty bucks or so. So we're we're hovering, we're hovering hey. around even because you're at one fifty and I'm minus two hundred. So <coughs> I think you've I think you win, right? I, I think it's like we. I, I think the idea at one point to was me. gonna be. Whatever you make throughout the year, you get to spend on the Super Bowl. So I guess mm-hmm. I just have to go fuck myself. I basically like it's in Jeopardy when I ended with negative and I don't even get to play <laughs> Final Jeopardy. <laughs> basically, what happened. you don't get to bet on the Super Bowl. That yeah. would be a huge bummer if somebody told you that. They're like, "Sorry, you don't get to bet." I gotta be honest. This is the first Super Bowl that I can remember where I don't like feel very strongly. I mean. If I had to pick... I'm certainly more interested in the props this year than I ever have been. I don't know that I'm even going to bet the result of the game. Nope. Because I want to root for the Bengals. If I had a gun to my head, I'd probably pick the Rams. So I, I don't know. What about eight guns? If I had eight guns to my head? Oh, gosh. Um, I would bet the Chiefs, I guess. Okay. Um, 
Do you want to do a Jersey tea bet in lieu of Bookie Show Pod? I'm into Jersey tea bet. Okay, are there any? So, listeners, if you don't remember, we bet on an NBA game. The loser has to buy the winner a Jersey tea of the team of the winning team. Of the winning team. We currently each owe each other one JT. That's correct. So we're banking them at the moment. You owe me a Dame Lillard JT. I owe you... you a Markel Fultz Magic jersey tee, which is right. impossible to find. It's been hard to find. I might have to, uh, uh, you know, alter that one. I so. might have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, any lines um, you got out there? So, no lines. I was looking at a couple games that I liked just before the All-Star break. Okay. Um, on February 12th, so I think that's a Saturday. Yeah. We have the Hornets and the Grizzlies playing. Ooh. Any interest in that game? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think that would be a good uh, good matchup. Do you have a, a pick? I kind of am feeling Hornets, I guess. Do you know who what JT you would want from the Hornets? Yeah, I kind of am leaning... I didn't like him for a while, but I'm kind of I'm kind of fucking with like a Miles Bridges one. Bridges is sweet. It's very yeah. good, JT. Um, I'm in. Who I'll else, take. Who else could I get? What other Hornets are sick? I mean, Lamelo is pretty sick, but I mean, the the thing about JTs is you don't want the sickest necessarily. Yeah. Uh, what about what about James Booknight? Just because that's a fucking sick ass last name. He's a Yukon guy, right? I didn't even know yeah. he was in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, can you go old school, Charlotte Bobcats, Adam Morrison, Jersey T. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I have no interest in that whatsoever. Uh, who else do they have? They've got Kaminsky. <laughs> no, nope. I don't know if they have. <laughs> no longer Oh, on no, the he was team, on the Suns. No. They had... What about oh, Cody Martin? Gordon Not Hayward. to be confused for his brother. <laughs> Cody Martin? I've never heard of that. Yeah, him and his twin life. brother are both in the league. They were the, they were the kids from uh, Nevada. They were really good in the tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago. That. Yeah, I guess we don't have to. If you're saying it's before the All Star break, we don't have to pick the teams or the yeah. player yet. But I yeah. will accept if I get Grizzly. We're just whatever the line is. We're taking that. Or do we I, just take the points? Or do I? Are we just going straight up? No, that's that. what I'm saying. Is like whatever the they set the line at. We're gonna. It's. it's I feel like because the Hornets are considerably worse than the Grizzlies, I'll take the line. I'm guessing you're gonna get points. Yeah, definitely. Grizzlies are good. Yeah. I will debate. I mean, obviously, Jaw is sick. Uh, Jaw is so You know sick. who, though, I probably might go for? Steven Adams. Oregon Duck. Dylan Brooks. Oh, uh, Jordan. No, Jordan, Dylan Brooks, yeah. Dylan Brooks is sweet. Dylan Brooks is pretty good, man. He's He ended up a better, uh, better NBA player than I thought he was going to be, yeah. honestly. I also am a big Zebo fan, Zach Randolph, but... <sighs> We'll see. We'll see. see. All right. What day is that? Uh, Saturday the 12th. Okay. Jaron Jackson's also kind of sick. So that's the night before the You know who I don't want? Tyus Jones. Duke? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he averaged like eight points a game. He's just like good at about uh, What about Killy and Tilly? Sick. He's Gonzaga, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. French guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Grizzlies. It, yeah. Where is where is the it. game being played? In Memphis. In Memphis. You'll definitely get a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, probably, if I had to guess, I would say like five and a half? Yeah. Six maybe? I was going to say six. 
Yeah. Okay. That has been, I guess, sort cool. of the bookie show. The bookie show. Um, so what time is it now? It is 10.33. Sounds like a little bit of time for the That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time it's for everybody's favorite show, Stumptown. Brought to you by... Oh, you just said it. I think under your breath. Inspired, Inspired by. by the shitty show with Kobe Spoulders. I always say brought to you by. All right. Um, this was a last minute question that I put together. So I don't have a nice fun paragraph to read before it. That's okay. We're going Bengals. It does kind of take the fun out of it. Don't worry about it. It really does. But that's what happens when I have to wait at the uh, blood donation clinic for an hour and a half before I actually have to give blood. And then it takes me forever what to flavor get home. Blood, what flavor of blood do you have? Uh, tropical Punch. No, it's O positive. Is that the... I think O negative is the universal. That's the common one, right? I think it's the universal. The universal donor's O negative, I believe. Although O positive... O positive is like the common one. I think that's what I have too. O positive, you can give it to any of the positives. Yep. I think that's what I have too. I was just reading the chart while I was sitting there forever. And they were like cutting people in front of me. I was getting pissed off. Anyway, Cincinnati Bengals... I want you to list, or sorry, I want you to name, I have in front of me, the top eight passers, rushers, and receivers of all time in Bengals history. So that's 24 players, 24 players in front of me, and I would like you to name 10. Passers, rushers, and receivers? 10 total between the top eight of those three lists. You can start wherever wherever you want. This might be real easy, might be hard, I'm not sure. If you get 10 easy, uh, you gotta get 12. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is the second leading passer in Bengals history, that is correct. Uh, Boomer Esiason. Boomer Esiason, third leading passer in Bengals history. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, fourth leading passer in Bengals history. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna flip around now. Yeah. I'm gonna go Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth, the fifth leading receiver in Bengals history. A.J. Green. A.J. Green, number two receiver in Bengals history. Chad Ochocinco. Chad Johnson, number one receiver with over 10,000 yards for the Bengals. Uh, T.J. Hoshamazode. You're lucky that I extended this list to top eight because TJ is eighth all time in receiving for the Bengals. Hell yeah. So you're at seven um, already. Seven already? Yeah. Is Mixon on the list? Joe Mixon, number seven all time in Bengals rushing history with 3,700 rushing yards. Not that many. Is Cedric Benson on there? Cedric Benson, number five all time in rushing for the Bengals with 4,000 yards. Only need one more. Rich Gannon? No, incorrect. If he played here, he did not throw for more than 3,800 yards. Um, did, Did Archie Manning, is that? No, Archie Manning played for the New Orleans Saints. You're right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. 
Like Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow is the number seven all-time passer for the Bengals. That's Pretty surprising. crazy. And number eight is David Kingler, who threw for 3,800 yards for the Bengals. That's one season. Pretty crazy. That's insane. All right. So you win. <clears throat> you did not get the number one rusher or number one passer. Number Wait, one passer. So who's... Oh, sorry. You want to guess? The there's one other there's running one back, recent running back that's on the list. Yeah, I'm totally blanking. I don't know. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> that's right. All right. So all-time leading passer. I don't think I would have got it off the top of my head. Ken Anderson. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's a fun fact. Is Flipper is Flipper Anderson a receiver? Uh, he is a receiver, but not an all-time receiver for the Bengals. He's the guy that has the record for most yards in a game. Yeah. Okay. Um, fun fact: Andy Dalton was just 1,200 yards shy of being the all-time Bengals leading passer. Kind of sad. With how many yards? Like what? Twenty thousand? Thirty-one. Thirty-one five hundred. Thirty-one five. Pretty good. Yeah. So the all-time's thirty-two eight. No, uh, leading rusher all-time for the Bengals: Corey Dillon. Ah, fuck. He was good I for did a while. That. He was good for the Pats for a while, too. Pretty much everybody else on the list is, like, non-notable names. Like, I remember Rudy Johnson was a guy. Uh, Isaac Curtis was a receiver. He's number three. I've never heard of that guy. In the other life. names you probably haven't heard of. John Kitna is just above Joe Burrow with 10,000 yards for the Bengals. Jesus. I didn't even know he played for the Bengals. So. so there you go. Well done. You got basically all the ones that I expected you to get. Nice. Nice. Thanks for the hint, Noel. I needed it. You're welcome. That has been another round of Stimpton. Uh, okay. That's another great sode of the Rookie Show. Mm. Follow us on Insta and Twitter at Rookie Show Pod. Indeed. Where can they follow you, Indeed. Coin? You can follow me at King Coin on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Decream Fillin on Twitter. You can follow me at C Travis Noel on Instagram. The C, of course, stands for Chad Ochocinco. Nice. Frick yeah. Um, who should play us out this week, coin? Um, play us out. Dr. Dre. Okay. Nice. Before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, that's right. Dr. Dre. Maybe I'll play Dr. Dre Eminem. Play us out, Doc. Play us out, Doc. Okay. See you, everybody. See you. Peace. Y'all know me. Still the same OG, but I've been low-key. Hated on by most these niggas with no cheese. No deals and no Gs. No wheels and no keys. No posts, no snowmobiles and no skis. Mad at me because I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks. To add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. Did y'all think I'ma let my toe freeze? Hold please, you better bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you to ODs? Easy E's, Ice Cubes and DOCs. The Snoop D-O-Double-G's and the group that said motherfuck the police. Gave you a tape full of dope beats to bump when you stroll through in your hood. And when your album sales wasn't doing too good, who's the doc that he told you to go see? Y'all better listen up closely. All you niggas that said that I turned pop or the fur flop. Y'all are the reason that Dre ain't been getting no sleep. So fuck y'all, all of y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me. Y'all are gonna keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old me. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of 
gibberish And motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish And motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade So what do you say to somebody you hate? What? Or anyone trying to bring trouble your way? One of his off things in the blood of your way? Yep. Just study your tape of N.W.A. One day I was walking by with a walkman on When I caught a guy, give me an awkward eye She looked and him off in the parking lot But it's dark or not I don't give a fuck if it's dark or not I'm harder than me trying to park a dodge But I'm drunk as fuck Right next to a humongous truck in a two-car garage Hopping out with two broken legs Trying to walk it off Fuck you too, bitch, call the cops I'ma kill you and them loud-ass motherfucking barking dogs And when the cops came through me And Dre stood next to a burnt-down house With a can full of gas and a handful of matches And still weren't found